0: First Corinthians sixteen thirteen, watch ye stand fast in the faith yes. quit you like men yes. be strong yes. Philippians 4 1 therefore my brethren dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown so stand fast in the Lord my dearly beloved yes. Second Thessalonians two fifteen Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Wonderful. Psalm one hundred nineteen, one hundred thirty, the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I would like to introduce you to one of your sisters in Christ. We have two martyrs for today. Their names are Alice Driver and Alexander Gouch. They lived in Suffolk County, England in the mid 1500s. During the reign of Bloody Mary, they were suspected of heresy. Alice Driver was married, but nothing is said about her husband. Alexander Gouch shared the faith of Mrs. Driver and had hidden in their house. Alexander was a weaver. Alice was the daughter and wife of farmers. Through some unknown circumstance, Alice had come into possession of an English Bible. Wonderful. And having read it, was converted on many things. Wonderful. Not everyone could read, especially in rural areas, especially at that time. She was 30 years old at the time of her arrest in the year 1558. So, you will see what she learned from the scripture. At her first appearance before Sir Clement uh, Higgum, she compared Queen Mary to Jezebel, so the judge immediately had her ears cut off on the spot. Alice thought herself happy that she was counted worthy to suffer anything for the name of Christ. She was then, up uh, at some time after, brought before two Catholic doctors. Dr. Spencer speaks. Woman, what sayest thou to the blessed sacrament of the altar? Dost thou not believe that it is very flesh and blood after the words be spoken of consecration? Alice, at those words, held her peace and made no answer. She paused. Sir, she said, pardon me, though I make no answer, for I cannot tell what you mean thereby, for in all my life I have never read, heard, heard nor read any such sacrament in the scripture. Amen. Dr. Spencer, why, what scriptures have you read, I pray you? <laughs> Alice, I have, I thank God, read God's book. Dr. Spencer, why, what manner of book is that you call God's book? Alice said, it is the Old and New Testament. What call you it? (laughs) Um, notice, Notice what she left out. Dr. Spencer, that is God's book indeed, I cannot deny Alice, that same book have I read throughout and yet never could find any such sacrament there, and for that cause I cannot make you an answer to that thing I know not. Notwithstanding, for all that, I will grant you a sacrament called the Lord's Supper, and therefore, seeing I have granted you a sacrament, I pray you show me what a sacrament is. (laughs) Dr. Spencer, it is a sign. And the other doctor, one Dr. Gascoigne, Confirmed the same, that it was a sign of a holy thing. She set a trap. They walked right into it. Yes, Alice, you have said the truth, sir, she said. It is a sign indeed. I must needs grant it. And therefore, seeing it is a sign, it cannot be the thing signified also. <laughs> <laughs> Thus far, we do agree. For I have granted your own saying. Dr. Gascoigne went off on a lengthy speech trying to distract everybody, and he concluded by saying, "'Do you not believe in the omnipotency of God, that he is almighty and able to perform that he spake?' Alice, "'Yes, I do believe that God is almighty and able to perform that he spake and promised.'" Dr. Gascoigne, "'Very well.'" Then he said to his disciples, "'Take, eat. This is my body. Therefore, it was his body.'" for he was able to perform that he spake, and God useth not to lie. Alice, I pray you, did he ever make any such promise to his disciples that he would make the bread his body? Dr. Gascoigne, those be the words, can you deny it? Alice, no, they be the words, very words indeed, I cannot deny it, but I pray you, was it not bread that he gave them? Dr. Gascoigne, no, it was his body. Alice, then was it his body that they did eat overnight? Dr. Gascoigne, yea, it was his body. Alice said, what body was it then that was crucified the next day? Dr. Gascoigne said, it was Christ's body. Alice, how could that be when the disciples had eaten him overnight, except he had two bodies as by your argument he had? One they did eat overnight and another was crucified the next day. Such a doctor, such doctrine, be ye not ashamed to teach the people that Christ had two bodies? Now she's beginning to quote. Listen, no Bible in front of her. In Luke 22, he took bread and break it to his disciples, saying, Take, and etc., and do this in remembrance of me. St. Paul saith, 1 Corinthians 11, Do this in remembrance of me, for as often as ye shall eat this bread and drink this cup you shall ye show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. And therefore, I marvel, you blush not before all this people to lie so manifestly as you do. Amen. Dr. Gascoigne held his peace and made her no answer. For, as it seemed, he was ashamed of his doings. The chancellor then commanded the jailer to take her away. She was not done. Now... She, Said she, ye be not able to resist the truth, ye command me to prison again. Well, the Lord in the end shall judge our cause, and I'll leave him to it. Amen. Yes, Lord. They brought her again the next day. Alice asked the two doctors to show her from a Bible some aspect of Catholic doctrine. Among all the Catholic clergy in the room, no one had a Bible. At last, she said, have ye none here, sir? Dr. Gascoigne, no. Alice, I thought so much indeed that ye were little acquainted with all. Surely ye be a good doctor. You say you sit here to judge according to the law, and how can you give judgment and have not the book of the law with you? Amen. At which words, Dr. Gascoigne was irritated and asked her if she had one. No, said she. Then she paused. Well, sir, I had one, but you took it from me, as you would take Christ, if you could. And since would ye not suffer me to have any book at all, so burning is your charity. But you may well know, I thank God, I, that I have exercised the same, else I could not have answered you to God's glory, be it spoken, as I have. Wonderful. Amen. No one was able to answer her after this. She pauses. Nobody says anything. So we have her final Speech. Alice, have you no more to say? God be honored. You be not able to resist the Spirit of God. Wonderful. Yes, Lord. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not delivering it as well as she did. So God be honored. You be not able to resist the Spirit of God in me, a poor woman. I was an honest, poor man's daughter, never brought up in the university as you have been, but I have driven the plow. Yes, Lord. I have driven the plow before my father many a time. I thank God, yet, yet notwithstanding in the defense of God's truth and in the cause of my master Christ, by his grace I will set my foot against the foot of any of you all in the maintenance and defense of the same, and if I had a thousand lives, they should go for payment thereof. Wonderful. Amen. So the chancellor rose up in Latin, pronounced her condemnation, and committed her to the secular power. Then the man that was hidden in her house was brought. He did not speak as much. He simply believed that Christ had ascended into heaven, that the Lord's Supper was only a remembrance. He rejected the Mass, rejected that the Pope was head of Christ's Church. For these causes, he was condemned. These two godly persons prayed and sang psalms as they walked six miles to the stake. Some in the crowd stepped forward to comfort Alice and Alexander, and the sheriff wished to apprehend the comforters. With that, a great number in the crowd jumped forward so that he could not arrest them all. The sheriff, seeing that, let them all alone so that no one was taken. Thus, these two faithful martyrs perished in the fire November 4th, 1558 at Ipswich, England, two weeks before Bloody Mary's death.